Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. We are in new times that require us both to claim our own true story and to move beyond the old ones, to bring forward new stories about possibility, about who we are, and about what we wish to create for our world. And what does this mean? And you know, how do we begin to do that? I've invited a woman to join me today who has been diving deep into the power of story to, to show us the way forward. And I just want to add a quick note because uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this, that she is also bringing together a group of conscious explorers in the upcoming summit focused on quantum imagination. And I want to tell you, I'm excited to be part of that. And you'll hear more about that. But right now, <laughs> I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. What's your creative innovator style? Find out your life advantage by taking the Creative Innovators Quiz so that you can open your ability to flow so that you work with your natural talents and not against them. Learn to optimize your ability to create more in less time while enjoying every minute. My guest today is Devorah Spillman, who has been a master storyteller for over 30 years. Today, she is also an intuitive coach and helps writers, creatives, and entrepreneurs find the clarity and confidence to tell their deep, authentic story, to live with their purpose and transform their lives. She has a group called In Story Group, which takes people on a journey to find and manifest their soul's calling and bring their story, mission, and message out into the world. Devorah has clients all over the world following their calling, writing books, and building businesses based on the deep work that accesses their inner story and the power to integrate and use all parts of ourselves. For our listeners that have been listening to me for a while, they probably know why I'm having you on this show. <laughs> Welcome, Devorah Spillman. I am really excited you're here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Hmm. So, well, we could start with, you know, the fact that you're doing this summit called Quantum Imagination. <laughs> so, you know, when I when I first heard this and when you were inviting me to be part of this, I was like, oh, my goodness, I've got to hear more about this. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, my my program is a lot around taking quantum leaps, my co quantum co-creation. But, you know, more than that, I, I really want to hear from you what do you mean by quantum imagination? So, you know, I'll start with imagination and thanks so much for inviting me. And so imagination has gotten either an elevated rep or a bad rep mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And most of us, when we went through school, had almost all of us had someone who said, oh, that's just your imagination. Concentrate. Focus, get with the program, do what you're told. Yeah. And as children, we had natural imagination until someone shut it down. Mm -hmm. And we complement certain 
parts of the population for having imagination, but not everybody. Mm-hmm. And not everybody. And so we were not really trained and supported to use this. And now I've st- I, I added the word quantum recently to imagination and I'll say why in a minute, but we have not been supported, I believe, to really develop the power of what imagination really is and can be. Mm-hmm. And And therefore, I believe this is a natural human superpower that we have basically had suppressed largely, Mm -hmm. not 100 percent, but largely. And what it is for me, when I start to think of it as quantum imagination, was when I was reading a book by Joe Dispenza. He has a book called... um, superhumans, I think, how uncommon people are doing, uh, how common people are doing uncommon things. Mm -hmm. And he does a very big work. He healed himself from his back. He does a very big work in how your brain can heal your body. And he talked about, like, as soon as you get like an image or a new perception, a new experience of something, that thing that you've been trying for so hard with effort to change changes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the kind of concept, conceptually, not so much scientifically, of quantum is something that occurs not because you put more time and force and effort into it. Mm-hmm. It occurs because of a different reason, mm-hmm. right? It's functioning in a different that department. That we don't necessarily understand. Correct. In your way. Correct. So, but we've all, many of us have had some kind of experience of it, and it's obviously part of your world. So what I realized when I was reading his work, I was like, I read it and I went, I do that. I do it in a different realm, but for a different and a different, slightly different reason. But when I lead people through my in-story guided process and I have them get quiet, which we all do for this work and get in what I call a state of connected flow. And then you think about it, it has five steps with the acronym STATE. So the first is stop and breathe and then think about it and then ask, trust and interpret, explain, interpret. And that experience of getting into that state of connected flow. So you're now outside of your try harder mind and the busyness of the world. And you're now in this other state and you ask for an image or a metaphor and you trust the first thing you get. Mm -hmm. That is accessing this other realm. Yes. And that and, and we but we're using imagination as our tool, so to speak, mm-hmm. so that when you get because the subconscious and this other realm often speak in images and metaphors. Yes. So if you trust the first thing you get and then you interpret it, you will find that experience, the feeling of it, the energy of it, the information of it is extremely pure and powerful. And often it immediately changes a person's state of experiencing like that. Mm -hmm. Not because they're spending more time and effort working on it. No, but because the power inherent in what that imagery is, does it for us. Because we're tapping into that, what I call the creative intelligence. And so you're able to bring through far more power to access right. to access more than we currently know is available we in our linear way of thinking exactly and so that's why it dawned on me to call it quantum imagination like i already have the term in story which is also about the same thing going in mm-hmm. to that inner realm of your soul which then connects to that those two realms connect mm-hmm 
and to find that inner story and bring it out. And these tools, metaphor and story, are really what allow humans to know each other, to connect, to envision something new, to feel who you are and what your purpose is and and how you talk about it. But as long as what we're doing is trying to fit into somebody's expectation inside the boundaries of compliance and obedience and approval, you don't access that realm. Mm, mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Or if you do, you, when we did, I guess I should say for many of us, when we did access that room, somebody said, stop it. Mm. But now, now it's never too late to get it back. You can get back that access. It's all still there. You know, I think of it like a buried diamond has gunk on it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you clean off the gunk, it's just as shiny as it ever was. Absolutely. Yeah, it's part of our, our makeup. Right. It's part and, of our makeup. And that's part of bringing everybody together. So when I host an interview series, mm-hmm. then you speak about it. Other women who have done this work speak about it and tell you stories. And the women listening get to feel like, okay, I'm not weirder than everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm not so out there. I'm not going to get in trouble or I'm not going to get, you know, reprimanded or harangued or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I don't have to hide this part of me anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah and so you're you, there's a big aspect of permission giving that I hear in all of it right right and feeling support and safety and it's almost like we have to rewire a certain part of our inner expectations <laughs> right so in order to survive our childhoods and our professional lives we often had to create a certain way of being Mm-hmm. So we're used to thinking, well, if I tell, if I talk about this, then everyone's going to go, ah, but we're not those young chickens who had to comply all the time. Now we're older. We've done a ton of work. We have a lot of wisdom. We're kind of ornery and we're kind of over it. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. it's time to come out of hiding and dare to be seen. I, I, truly believe the world needs the wisdom that women over 50 have to offer. And that's the focus for the, um, for the summit. And I know, and, you know, and I want to expand that because our listeners are men, women, younger, older, you know, for each of us, it's so important to bring this, this piece forward, because if we don't, I feel like this is the place where we suffer, where we struggle and there is so much more available to us to use to so many, so many inner resources that are actually part of our innate talent, part of our innate abilities. And boy, let's learn how to use them. Yeah, I completely agree. And if you want, before we're finished today, I can lead you through my basic in-story process and people will get an actual taste. Ah, we didn't talk about that, but yes, of course. How long do you need for that? So I just know how to. Right. So the process only takes about five minutes and then maybe another five minutes to talk about it. And it will, it will give your audience a chance to actually experience an one, one taste of what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. this is part of the power of this work is that it's not entirely in the talk about it realm. Great. Thank goodness. I mean, you have to bring it out into words at some point, Mm -hmm. but the accessing of what's available Mm -hmm. requires a different way of accessing it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about like accessing and activating your quantum imagination and that there are lots of tools to do it. And but if you don't use something that allows you to get out of the kind of automatic of life, mm-hmm. then you're not going to access it because you're not available. Like you're just you're not, not turning on that tap, so to speak. No. You're not asking, you're not connecting. It doesn't, you just don't get it. Mm-hmm. So you're, you, it sounds like you, with this, you'll be able to have, people will be able to have a direct experience, Correct. which is when we have a direct experience of something. And, you know, I know our listeners will understand this, that they, what happens is you get set up in your body so that your body receives something, your body gets to understand something. And that's not the same kind of understanding that we think of with, oh yeah, I understand what you just said. Right. You know, and that's the concept of something or the aboutness, as you said, of something. It's so much more than that. And that's really how we learn. That's how we change. That's how we expand is having those experiences. Right, right, exactly. So, so stick around. I want to tell our viewers, <laughs> stick around. Um, there will be, the, we will make time for that. I want to ask you, though, what, what you see our connection between um, our souls and our imagination is. So, what is the language of the soul? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Like, how do you know what your soul, how do we connect to our soul? How do you know what your soul is telling you? How do you feel you even have a soul? Like, some of it depends on your spiritual path, your spiritual teaching. But I have heard others say, and I've had the experience that in a lot of ways, the soul's language is often image, metaphor, story. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about your soul story, often it's the same thing other people say when they say, what's your soul calling or your purpose? Mm. And I think it's the integration of this expanded feeling that I'm, I'm, I'm unique and I'm here for something more. Mm. And that my, it's my belief that our souls continue before and after our bodies. Mm -hmm. So becoming able to hear more than the noise of the physical world. And there are a vast amount of language expressions for these things. Like we go back into any of our ancient traditions, I got mine is Jewish. And in, in, so in Hebrew, you have a great way of thinking about the soul um, and how to connect to it because the Hebrew word for soul and the Hebrew word for breath are the same word. Oh, I love that. I did not know that. So in Hebrew, the word for soul, there's actually a a, a couple of names for soul, but one of the main names for soul is neshama, Mm -hmm. and breath is neshima. And in Hebrew, the vowels are not letters. Right. They're only consonants. Mm -hmm. So they have the same three basic root letters. And when a word has the same root letters, there's an interface between those words. So they're literally the exact same letters, neshama. Neshima. So your breath is your way into your soul. Because every process has you connecting to your breath and getting quite every single process that you will ever encounter will start with breath. Pretty much across the board. Absolutely. And and for me, I, I talk about the, that the breath is in t- the intelligence. It is the creative intelligence. And so when you breathe in and you receive your breath, 
you get to receive that inner guidance. You get to receive the, the frequencies that the universe wishes to share with you in that moment. And so it, I love that, that, that there is that linguistic connection. Right. And that's a big thing in Hebrew. The, the, there's a whole mystical concept the, that the whole Torah written in Hebrew letters. There's this idea that every single Hebrew letter has a vast amount of mystical mystical teachings about those actual letters. So inside and they each of all, have a frequency. Right. They have frequencies. They have meaning. They have image. They have shape. They have meaning. They have whole vast volumes <laughs> on. So that's the thing. When you go into ancient wisdom traditions, ancient spiritual traditions, and you go deeper into them, they all have mystical mm-hmm. paths mm-hmm. in them. It's just that most of us weren't taught them. Like I remember many years ago in Los Angeles, a rabbi there in our sort of modern Orthodox community did a whole series on the Jewish view on reincarnation. Mm. And a ton of Jews said, Judaism believes in reincarnation. (laughs) No one told them. And he said he taught it because it is a great comfort to know the soul continues. And no one told them because we had sort of lost our connection to an aspect of the mystical spiritual teachings of our own tradition. Yes. And, you know, it's part of why I, yeah, I grew up Jewish and then I left it and then I came back once I met spiritual Jewish leaders who integrated what I knew in my soul, my heart to be mm-hmm. true because Judaism that I grew up with didn't talk about that. Right. 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 So the language that we have and why metaphor is so profound. If you go into all wisdom literatures, as soon as they talk, talk about anything spiritual, they will use metaphor because we don't have the, we don't have a way to talk about it because we are living in a physical world. So without image and metaphor, we don't have a way to give over to us while we're living in physical bodies, what it is we're trying to say. And so the power of the story, it sounds like is part of how you're connect, helping people to connect with quantum imagination. So how do we get the power of that back into our lives? I mean, I think that's what's happening now. That's why people like you are doing what you do and why I do what I do. Like we get it back by um, starting to connect with people who also see what we see mm. and realizing we're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I got back into Judaism because I met a rabbi who had also left and gone to India and gone to do- gurus. The same was mm-hmm. David Zeller. And he's passed away, uh, sadly, yes. but uh. he and eventually his Indian guru said, OK, you've learned enough. Now go home and be a Jew. Right. <laughs> and so he did, but he integrated Jewish meditation. I was like, there's, mm-hmm. I didn't know there was such a thing. And once I saw that my own soul's path is coming into this world as a Jew had a spiritual dimension. Who oh, no, they didn't tell me that in Hebrew school. Right. Then I could be home in my own religion because it, I re-inhabited the name of God and I re-inhabited praying and spiritual practice because when I tried these other boo-boo things, they didn't fit because that wasn't my soul signature. Mm -hmm. So once I found somebody who was Jewish and spiritual and mystical and elevated, I was like, oh, finally, (laughs) I can bring these together. And it's it's partly the our stories are the clothing we put on our souls, because without our story, we don't you live like you don't know who you are. You don't have color. You don't have dimension. You don't have a a, you know, you don't have anything that people can feel 
mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. So you get to choose what stories you want to live inside of. Like Judaism uses all our stories to describe the same thing as Hinduism uses to describe the same thing as mystical Christian or like all of these, they use their their clothing of language mm-hmm. to describe mm-hmm. the same thing. So and how that's that- where wait, wait, one lesson, that's where yes. imagination I think is a free pass because if I originally coined the term spiritual imagination. And the reason I use that term for what you going into this realm is because I didn't want my Jewish theology to say, you can't really talk to angels. And I didn't want science to say they're not really real. Prove it. So imagination is a free pass. Because if I say I'm singing in my imagination, everyone goes, oh, okay, fine. Oh, that's not real. It's not real. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of real. And spiritual imagination means it's not just a fun novel imagination. Like, you know, you have all kinds of authors who say they talk to their characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe what you create in your expanded quantum spiritual imagination, what you talk to, what you see, what you experience, that is real. It's just real has a different definition. Yeah. And even even imagination then has a different definition, right. very different Correct. definition. And I, and I really appreciate that because it, <clears throat> we can diminish our imagination. Right. Like you said earlier in the beginning, oh, that's just all in your imagination. And you're trying to kind of turn that all on its head, I think, to say, yes, and. <laughs> it's also, I've heard like spiritual teachers talk about how imagination is where faith resides. Mm-hmm. Because you can't see faith on your table. You it's only in your God. visionary <laughs> imagination. You can, mm-hmm. God does, God, you, if you don't have imagination, you can't have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you have to have some kind of expanded thought beyond the cup that I'm holding Mm -hmm. in my hand. I have to imagine that I'm part of something bigger than myself. So this is like what this is why I say it's been subversed or suppressed, I guess is how you'd say, Mm -hmm. is that, oh, no, 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 no. that's not, you know, that, that's not imagination. Imagination is just pretend you're just making it up. But maybe that's part of how you know these more expanded realms. Right. You know, I, I when I was uh, a trainer training in guided imagery and music, one of the things that I, as when I would teach about imagination that I always spoke to was that we had to have a really expanded definition of what imagination means or what it is to go on an imaginary journey because we think only of visual imagination visual imagery and when I'm talking about imagery I'm thinking about how I feel in my body sensations what I might hear um, an inner knowing all of that is imagery and therefore all of that comes into or under that you know the term of imaginal realm right Right, exactly. It has nothing yeah. to do with realness or not realness. It right. has to do with tapping into a bigger part of ourselves. Exactly. But that's how we have to re we have to re-inhabit and reclaim mm-hmm. this expanded realm and expanded consciousness as being absolutely powerful. Mm-hmm. Then there are all the teachers who say that if you actually embody and feel something, that is how it becomes created in the world. Exactly. 
Exactly. So, okay. So then the next question that I have for you is around um, story and imagination and transformation. You know, how does that all connect? So one simple way is to ask yourself, what story are you telling yourself about what's happening to you? Ah. Right. I mean, it's a basic thing, but, you know, you can say that this illness is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It's ruined my whole life and I will never get better and everything sucks and we're all going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, you can say that Mm -hmm. and, you know, or you can say I am in a lot of pain. I'm in an illness, but I know that everything that happens to me is from God is for me. And I know this is going to lead me to an expansion. Mm-hmm. You you have a it doesn't mean the moment that's painful isn't painful, but what you say to yourself about why or what it means or where you're going, you have a lot of choice what story you say to yourself about what's happening to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's one, that's one just basic area. And that's a, one of the, the ways that the in-story work works is that we also clear the old stories that say all those negative things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? We just let them get out of our energetic body and then you let the new stories come in or you can also let memories come in and then you can receive them as your gifts, like things that you got in trouble for were maybe how you were amazing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's funny because I have, that's been happening for me recently where some old situations that I'd never even thought about one way or another, it's been partly, um, it's not even been clearing out an old story. It's been more, oh, that has importance. And so it's it's been a reclaiming or bringing forward some of the old stories that has been really uh, empowering and and transforming right it, it i like to say sometimes that you know how you'll say like fish don't even know they live in water mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we we're like that with story story is so completely 100 percent what humans are that we don't even see it ah like we don't even realize that we live inside of story. We do not know anything about who we are, what we do, what our relationships are without stories. And we love stories. Why do we go to movies and watch TV and read books and love gossip? I mean, in the more lower side of it, mm-hmm. we love stories as humans and we can never get enough of them mm-hmm. ever. And, and, and we can get sucked into the downward spiral of stories, or we can get into a very elevated, expanded spiral of stories. Mm-hmm. But there's no way to function as an elevated, creative, happy, healthy human without your story. Mm, so think about this one last thing uh I used to think like part of the problems with the kind of corporate world and the industrial world is I had the image it was almost like they said please hang your story up at the door before you come in (laughs) and then and just do what you're told and there is a little bit of that expectation on people to comply and it doesn't matter what your story is your Mm -hmm. story is what your messages you get in your you know, when you're out in the forest, what you write in your journal, what you make in creative, like yeah. all of this richness of who we are has in, in certain elements of society has been absolutely squashed. Mm-hmm. Get done the right answer, comply with what you're told, obey the directions and survive. You will survive. As long as you do that. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And so now many of us have already survived that 
or like, I am not doing that anymore. Because <laughs> surviving is, is nowhere. Well, and we don't need it anymore. Now we're not in danger. Part of it is to realize that we're not in danger. Mm-hmm. You know, as children, That's sure, we had to do things. And then also even as young adults and middle-aged adults, whatever, often we thought we had to do these things to survive, to get paid, to have a life. And there comes a point, and it doesn't have to be necessarily when you're older, but there comes a point where I think many people go, no. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. This is not authentic to who I am. This is not my, this is not what I want. This is not what lights me up. This is not my joy. And, and then there's the courageous move that you hear stories of lots of people make. Say they quit a certain thing. Mm-hmm. So the summit that I host, the quantum imagination, the in-story show, it as like one time it was Awaken Your Soul Story. And this time this theme of quantum imagination, we are holding this elevated space for each other to say we do not have to play in that narrow world. Mm-hmm. You do not have to comply. You do not have to obey. You, nothing bad is going to happen to you if you take an elevated path. Mm-hmm. There are, and you are not alone in taking this elevated path. And having your soul calling and knowing your purpose and feeling that higher connection, it allows you to stay whole, to still feel joy, even when all hell's breaking loose around you. And frankly, all hell's always breaking loose somewhere, somehow. Right. Just saying. So let me ask you um, a couple of things. Well, I I guess I want to mention first, we will have in the show notes, the link for people to be able to come to the summit. Awesome. That's one. free and you just have to put in your name and your email and you'll get to see Lori in her beautiful interview and lots of other amazing, amazing humans who are taking a stand to lead with our light and to, mm-hmm. you know, shine, shine our authentic stories and selves out in the world. And I want to have time for you to do what you had mentioned earlier. Want to do it right now? Experience. Yeah. It's like, we're, I don't want to run out of time and we will if we don't do it now. So okay. let's do it. <laughs> now is a good time. <laughs> and sometimes the only time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So close your eyes and just begin to notice your breath coming in and out. Really allow yourself to feel that shift to stillness. And feel a sense of breathing bigger than your physical self. And then allow your awareness to shift to that flow from above and feel your connection to God source the universe and feel that pure light from above coming down to the top of your head filling your whole body your whole being with light love healing blessing guidance clarity down through your feet into the earth grounding you in the earth and breathe up that solid rooted comforting energy of the earth into the center of your being and be aware of being in that state of connected flow This is always the first step of the in-story guided process. It has the acronym STATE. So the first step is the S is stop and breathe. And as we said, it's always this first step is where we begin. The second step is somewhat unique to the in-story guided process. It's the think about it step. And in this step, while you're in this expanded state, you're still taking your conscious mind and 
putting it on whatever it is you want to use this process for. Sometimes we use it for clearing. Today, we're going to use it to tap into something to gather. So I want you to think about what are you grateful for? Just feel the gratitude for your gifts, for your talents, for the blessings in your life. Often, the only way we can really be appreciate our gifts is through gratitude. Let yourself take a moment and be deeply grateful and thankful for your talents, your gifts, your abilities, your life, the blessings that have been bestowed upon you. The next two steps go together. They are ask and trust. And always these are together because in order to access content from these other realms, it is essential to trust the first thing you get. It comes in before your sort of ego, critical, try harder mind can get hold of it. So today what I want you to ask is what is an image or a metaphor for who I am and what I do in the world? An image or metaphor that's just right for me in this moment that includes my gifts, my soul calling, that's a guidance and just trust the first thing you get. What's an image or a metaphor that's just right for me in this moment? Trust the first thing you get and just notice what it is. Just notice any details. Also notice if you went through no, not that, not that, not that, and go back and stick with the very first thing you got. If you don't get anything, then this is where imagination comes in. You make something up. It might not feel like something is coming to you. It makes no difference whether you feel like it comes to you or whether you feel like you are making it up. So for anyone who has trouble getting an image, make up something. And the last step is explain, interpret. How is this image like you? How are you like this image? What's its message? Does it have meaning for you? What's the feeling of it? And always in any step of the in-story guided process, you can always apply ask and trust to this, these stages. So you can ask, is there something more for me to notice? Or is there a deeper meaning? Or is there a message? And then you always just trust the first thing you get, no matter what it is. So, and metaphors and images can grow. They can become more detailed. They can change. Allow it to be in whatever state it's in. Allow it to flow, to grow, to change. Trust whatever you get. Always trusting the first thing that comes to you and just allowing it to unfold. And now just go ahead and bring yourself back into the moment. Bring yourself back, wiggle your fingers and just come on back, open your eyes. And, um, and those of you who are watching the recording, you can stop and write down what you got um, and see what it seems to mean to you. So what I would love for you to do is to share what you got, Lori, from the um, process. Sure. Your image. Be happy to. My image was of uh, a three-dimensional star. And it had certain light patterns to it. I, I could draw it. It's hard, easier to draw than to, <clears throat> than to describe. One of the um, really interesting things that I got as I was querying was, what, and it was about a qual the quality of a star. It was around light and shining my light and brightness. But it was that the, the light is always there. The star is always there, even when it's cloudy. 
Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, no matter what else is going on, even if we think we can't see the star, it is there and it is shining. Right. And also the fact that it's multidimensional and multifaceted, mm-hmm. that is also like a, a really reminding you of that expanded mm-hmm. quality of your being and your work and your gift is this multidimensional, multifaceted light. Yeah, it was not a flat kind of thing. Right. It was very much, I mean, I, it, it, had, it had texture to it. It had shape. Uh, it had definition. Mm-hmm. definition that's the word I want right and so when you get an image that's really beautiful right beautiful the other thing is to just kind of breathe that in like what is the feeling of it okay yeah. what, what would you say is the feeling of it wow the first thing then this is a little bit of a surprise the first sense of feeling was of solidity right because it's it's right and I think that's part of what it wasn't is, just about the light it was it was solid Right. And I think that's part of what you get in these images and metaphors is your own inner wisdom and an ability to articulate mm-hmm. that. And it supports a deep truth often that's already there so that it's supporting the solidity of what you do. This light is not just out there and, you know, like diffuse. It's grounded. It's sourced. It's multidimensional. It's solid. It really has form and shape. And that is and then you get to reflect on how that is expressed through so many of the things that you do. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's a confirmation. You know how we were talking about people don't believe things are real. Mm-hmm. So you got an image that has a, a kind of substance that the physical world calls real mm-hmm. at the same time as an elevated energy of light that does not have physical substance. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So although it has frequency, it does have frequency. It's like we're talking about light energy. Right. So it very much has that aspect to it right. as well, which um, for me is real. Correct. And I would encourage you to draw it and to speak of it and to mm-hmm. see where else it leads you. Mm-hmm. And same with everybody. What you get, trust what you get, work with it, feel, see what it feels like. And also whenever someone interviews me, that image holds the energy for the audience as well. This, ah, this, this very high frequency, but really solid energy of that. This is we are really accepting this realm is real in a way that has been sort of denied I guess Mm, denied yes thank you that's that is a really that's a gift you know is to recognize because that is really for me what mm, what I'm doing here and doing in having and holding these kinds of conversations in convening this place where we get to speak of wisdom but to receive it and to share it and to transmit it and in that we're always transmitting and always receiving. So I'm receiving that reflected light of the sun as the star and, and I'm transmitting my own. Right, really beautiful, yeah. So I love that it's for all of us. Devorah, thank you so much for your light and your wisdom and your stories that you have shared with us today. Really, my pleasure. My favorite subjects. (laughs) (laughs) I could tell that. (laughs) Mm, And thank you to our listeners, our viewers, for being with us today here at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for, for more of this, for more wisdom, for more discovery, for more illumination. 
Remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts, subscribe so you don't miss an, an episode. And if you've enjoyed listening today, leave us a review because that helps people access the wisdom, the discovery, and the transformation that is possible. And for more about fast-tracking your ideas to creation and revenue, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacainstitute.com. That's B-A-C-A, B as in boy. Take the quiz there and discover your creative innovator style so that you can turn your ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. <laughs>